This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Thank you enough for listening. And, you know, a lot of people will say, Glenn, I can't do anything about what you talk about. That is not true. I'm going to give you some really, really stunningly good news on the Great Reset and ESGs here in a minute. Um, But I, I want to show you that sometimes it may not be you that can do something big, but Many people write into us and give us tips and other things. This what what I'm about to explain actually was an email tip uh, that came in from a listener and they gave us some information. We wouldn't have gone down investigating this if if we wouldn't have seen it, but they saw it because they're in a position to see things. Um, And like I said, once you understand the Great Reset, you'll understand. It's like a Rosetta Stone. You'll understand everything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you Joe Rogan and the Fed all tied to the Great Reset. Listen to this. So <clears throat> BlackRock is sending out letters uh, to investors. Uh, they're clearly spooked by what's going on, I think, that people are starting to wake up. And the recent letter that they just mailed out a few weeks ago is really interesting because it is desperately trying to argue that stakeholder capitalism is free market economics, which is absolutely ridiculous. At one point in the letter, um, the, the head of BlackRock um, says that the, the demand from stakeholders to transition to a net zero world, he says, now think of the impact of this. Every company and every industry will be transformed by the transition to a net zero world. The question is, will you lead or will you have to be led? Now, the top intellectuals have argued that when this next um, uh, next problem comes with the economy, that the Fed should not raise interest rates and helicopter money is not going to work. I have this. We have this all in a white paper from them. and, and it's stunning because it explains who's running the country. BlackRock's people say the, the Fed should now, instead of, you know, pushing money out to the little people, the Fed should directly buy stocks and get money to the right people by funneling large sums of money to the banks and to the stock markets and to private big businesses. Is this what the Fed is doing? We don't know, but it sure sounds an awful lot like it. They said central banks are going to take their foot off the gas to remove stimulus, but they shouldn't go further to fight inflation. So they're all in on the Great Reset, and they're in favor of more money printing, even though inflation is soaring. They say, um, um, let's see, they say that if they 
stop giving money as helicopter money that will help inflation so in other words don't give money to us but you've got to pour it in to the businesses and to the banks now this is the really disturbing part you can have an opinion and tell the you know tell the fed to do whatever but we it looks as though well we know part of this we know that blackrock has been working directly through the fed all through the pandemic and they have made a lot of money in the process not just blackrock but the fed blackrock has bought bonds and funds on behalf of the fed that's never happened before the fed does not buy the stock market okay they don't buy the stock market they don't buy mutual funds that's not part of their deal but they are now doing it and they're doing it through blackrock this is what the wall street journal has just reported in response to the pandemic-induced market collapse, the Fed promised to buy corporate bonds, that's stocks, uh, and exchange-traded funds to invest in collections of corporate debt. So they're buying GE's debt. The Fed has never bought ETFs or corporate bonds before. Uh, the central banks all over the world are now working with BlackRock, and BlackRock is buying these. Why is the stock market up in a pandemic? We now know. The Fed and the central banks are working with BlackRock to buy the right stocks. So, why would the Fed work hand-in-hand hand with BlackRock? And is there any level of evidence of coordination that has been going on? Well, <clears throat> there is good evidence that BlackRock is one of, and perhaps the key source behind the Fed's strategy to pour money into the financial system through backdoor channels like the reverse repo market, which we believe now is has put out in the so-called loans uh, $95 trillion. In 2019, just before the pandemic, these authors... Uh, of this white paper that I told you about a minute ago. That's, it was the governor of the Bank of Canada, uh, Mark Carney, board member at the World Economic Forum, the head of the Glasgow Alliance that we've talked about before, and the governor of the Bank account, uh, of Canada. These guys are the ones that have been writing this, and they argued that there should be an unprecedented response there's not enough monetary policy space to deal with the next downturn. So the Fed should go to, quote, a direct approach by crediting private or public sector accounts directly with money. So this is what the Fed is doing, we think. We think BlackRock, we know that BlackRock is investing for the Fed. We think BlackRock is actually the ones that are running uh, the Fed pretty much at this point. We also know their economic investors, uh, the, the board members, the very high-ranking officials from BlackRock, the economic advisor, chief economic advisor for the president, chief economic advisor for the vice president, chief econo economic advisor for the treasury. And uh, I think somebody else is at the treasury that's big with BlackRock. Um, it's bad. It's very, very bad. Now, that explains why they're inflating our money. They're doing it for the Great Reset. How can I tie 
the boycott of Joe Rogan into this? Joe Rogan needs to learn about the Great Reset. So is it Neil Young that was behind the protest? Was this his idea? Was he the guy who was like, you know what? I've got to protest Spotify. i got to get this locked down. Or was it the company that owns his catalog? Who owns and just recently bought Neil Young's catalog? It's almost like the George Soros thing. BlackRock. So was this a giant corporation that is eyeball deep in the Great Reset, which part of it, they must shut down opposing voices? Was... Was it BlackRock that owns Neil Young's catalog that said, hey, you should protest this? Or was it just some aging hippie that forgets what he was always for? I don't know. Somebody should ask him. By the way, uh, BlackRock also uh, has all sorts of ties to the pharmaceutical industry. They just announced the former CEO and chairman of Pfizer will be joining Blackstone as a senior advisor. If you don't know what Blackstone is, it's just as bad. It was on our chalkboard last night um, with their ties to China. So interesting, interesting news. Now, let me give you some good news on all of this. Uh, This is where you come in. Because of you, several states now have bills that are designed to stop the Great Reset, or at least parts of it. New Hampshire, we told you, we've been working directly with state lawmakers on their bill to stop ESG. It's it's Bill 1469. I got word last night that it passed a major hurdle by being approved by the House committee. Within the next couple of weeks, the full House will vote on it. Then it will go to the Senate. Uh, We've been told to expect changes uh, as it passes the House. The Senate will be closer, but they feel good about their chances. If you live in New Hampshire, you've got to call your state legislators and tell them to pass the bill 1469. More great news. Kansas, a lawmaker who heard what was going on in New Hampshire, reached out to the guy we had on the air, the representative in New Hampshire. He started working uh, with the Heartland Institute, which is my co-author of the book, is the Heartland Institute. They have formally now filed a bill in Kansas that is nearly identical to the bill in New Hampshire. Um, And you need to call uh, New Hampshire. I think it's Representative uh, Michael Murphy. Um, But call the state legislator in Kansas and have them pass the uh, anti-ESG bill. Also... We covered this on the air. West Virginia is working to divest from investors like BlackRock. Oklahoma has a similar uh, bill out there. There is now another one that will do the same thing. If you live in Indiana, you need to call and phone in your support email, but phones are much more, just much better, and tell them that they need to pass House Bill 1224. Wyoming is working on uh, putting another bill together. They are also working with us. 
Uh, they have uh, not yet filed. They haven't decided between the Kansas, uh, New Hampshire approach or the West Virginia, Oklahoma, Indiana approach. I believe uh, that the uh, New Hampshire, Kansas bill is much, much better. But take whatever you can get. That's in Wyoming. Call your state. Don't forget that there are 14 states that have already sent a letter to banks warning that any financial institution that attempts to kill fossil fuels and all related industries will suffer from state divestment or other actions. Those states, so call your legislature and tell them, don't just care about the oil industry. We're here too, guys. Pass an anti-ESG legislation. Those states that already sent that, Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana, Missouri, Nebraska, North Carolina, uh, sorry, North Dakota, South Carolina, South Dakota, Utah, West Virginia, Wyoming, and Texas. All good news. If we can get Ron DeSantis or Governor Abbott really on board, that would be nice. Where are you guys? Where are you? You need to pressure your state officials but you have already made a huge, huge difference on this. If we act now, we can stop it. They are so afraid of you. I am telling you, they are so afraid. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. We have a former UN ambassador, uh, Nikki Haley, on the phone. And Nikki, I want to make sure I have this right. Are you for the United States going to China and participating in the Olympic Games? Absolutely not. I mean, it's okay. horrifying right. that we are letting our athletes, one, go to this genocide state that is full surveillance that is they're not protected um they'll be surveilled everything they say or do will be watched and china has already said if they step out of line at all they'll be punished by chinese law i can't believe we're putting them in this situation we are extremely proud of our athletes but you know at some point what is biden and company gonna do if they speak out, if they say something and China goes in and holds them and punishes them. I mean, it's, it's unthinkable. So because I've read a couple of um, articles that you have either penned or co-penned and you do talk about all of the abuses and everything else. But you're like, go have a good time, make good memories, but be careful. And and I don't think we should be sending them at all. I don't I mean, I. Mm-hmm. I am I am not a, a boycott person. I'm not a trade embargo kind of guy. But China is evil, and it's time people start saying that. Absolutely, and we were the first to to lead the boycott the the Beijing Olympics from you know well over a year ago, saying this was a massive mistake, and we called the diplomatic boycott a joke because China doesn't care if Biden shows up. It's our athletes they wanted. Mm -hmm. But the reason Senator Rich and I penned this op-ed was because no one is telling the athletes, this is what you're walking into. So if you are going to go to these Olympics, know this is what they're going to do to you. This is how they're going to watch you. And this is what they're willing to do if you go and speak out of line. It's, It's the reality of the situation that Biden is allowing them 
to go. And I think it's a terrible mistake. I think that we shouldn't have anything to do with this. And there were other countries that were right there with us. You know, Canada had said boycott the Olympics. Australia had said that, you know, we could have really had a coalition where we said we were not going to do this. And I would say right now, I don't think anybody should watch the Olympics. I don't think anybody should support these sponsors that are sitting there sponsoring the Olympics and showing total hypocrisy. Well, it seems to be the way of the world now uh, is to be hypocrites. We have, I don't know if you've seen, it just came out this week, Peter Schweitzer's new book. Um, Peter is, you know, a a very credible investigative journalist. He spent about a year and a half on this book. And uh, when he first started talking to me about it, I thought it was going to be an expose of what the Bidens have been doing in China. That's one chapter. He exposes what is happening in our country. And Nikki, it's treasonous. It's treasonous. Um, They are taking money from companies that are run by the intelligence agency uh, over in China, and it's it's everyone. It, it our president has taken thirty one million dollars from these companies, and he's involved well, I, deeply with them. It, it, how well, do you trust and anything? Then, no, and you know what? The most interesting thing is, and I'm just shocked by this is they're not even hiding it. So you no. go and say, okay, we're going to give everybody COVID tests. So guess what? If any of you signed up for the COVID test, wait till you get them, turn it over, because guess what? They're made in China, Glenn. Those tests are made in China. Think about that. It's unthinkable. We're getting our N95 masks from China. You're now giving Americans tests from China. And by the way, do you trust those? Do you think those are accurate? And then you look at everything else. You've got our American companies going. You've got Coke criticizing the Georgia voting law, yet they're going to turn around and and support an Olympics where you've got genocide. You've got Airbnb pledging to respect human rights from a, a country that has complete surveillance over their people. You've got Procter & Gamble promoting racial equity. How is that even... How can you even translate that when you talk about China? So this is something where America needs to wake up. You and I had a conversation. I think it's still online about what keeps me up at night. And I talked about the dangers of China. And at some point, America has to wake up and realize you can't go half-assed on China. You have to either understand the full threat that they are and deal with them or you might as well just be standing shoulder to shoulder and let them just take over well, everything we do and how we do it. We've seen this in our universities. We're now seeing this in our medical care. You're seeing this with our companies. They've tried to influence our education. This is going to continue to be a problem unless we wake up and say enough. They, they haven't tried. They have, they have succeeded. If you read Peter's book, it, it, they have succeeded. And you have politicians on both sides of the aisle. The reason why, you know, nobody's going to investigate Joe Biden and his connections to China, which are unbelievable. It is like if Ronald Reagan uh, had his family involved with a company in Russia that was run by the head of the KGB, we would have said, absolutely not. But nobody in Congress is going to say anything. Nobody in the media is going to say anything. Media can't say anything because ABC is owned by Disney and they want to build more parks. 
NBC is universal and they want their movie shown. So you can't trust the media. And Mitch McConnell is knee deep almost as much as as Joe Joe Biden is. Everybody's involved in it. This isn't about Republican or Democrat. This is about America. And I think right. understanding the true threats of China. And so we have to call it out wherever we see it. I mean, I think this goes back to I, one, Glenn, I am shocked that we still have not held China to account on what they've done with COVID. And then you go and you look into not only did they let COVID out, whether maliciously or not, but we funded that research. Think about that. I mean, I mean, all of these things, if you go and you peel it back, this is not that you can be with China sometimes. You have to see China as our number one threat in the world. They are continuing to strengthen their military, modernize their military. They have the largest naval fleet in the world. They have more air defense systems than we do. They are continuing to steal intellectual property. Um, They are continuing now to surveil Americans, and we're allowing that to happen. Apparently, we have no issue with that with our athletes. They are continuing to heavily invest in South um, America and Africa They are constantly going and getting these projects just so that they can turn around and get their ports, get their military installations, get their utilities. They are, I mean, I have said for a long time, the biggest issue I have is President Xi has a commission that he chairs that says any company that does business with China has to cooperate with our Chinese military, has to cooperate with their Chinese military. Think about our data companies, Glenn. Think about our tech companies. Think about our they financial know. data. Think they about know. Our data. They have access to all of that. All and of that. Google, Google will not help us, our country, but Google is helping China develop AI. And if anyone Absolutely. understands AI, the country that gets it first will rule. And China is, is buying Google yeah. and buying off everyone. And we Americans are over there helping them develop AI. Glenn, China is leading the charge on AI. And just for your listeners to understand, artificial intelligence, what they do is they are getting a machine that learns from trial and error. So that this is not a person behind the machine. This is the machine acting on its own. And so when you go and you start to allow all of this technology and all of these machines to start doing something that is Chinese-led, there's going to reach a point where those systems are going to overcome everything. China's everything. not wasting a second, a second right. in trying to dominate. And we have to stop. And all we're doing is infighting we've got a lot of infighting within our country and the rest of the world is taking off because they see us as so incredibly distracted but honestly nikki it is because our our agencies have completely surrendered to either and i'd love to talk to you about this at some point this global idea of a great reset Um, where the corporations and, as Joe Biden says, public-private partnerships, where it's a different system entirely. They've either surrendered to that or they surrendered to the Chinese, and they don't care anymore. They don't care. 
I had a congressman tell me last week that our FBI is now, and this is a really buttoned up, calm congressman. He's not a flamethrower. He said the FBI, he considers them to be the KGB at this point. They're completely out of control. Who is going to step in um, as the president who has the balls to shut these agencies down and restaff them? We don't need a great reset. We, we need to turn the computer off and on and restore to factory settings. It's a clean house situation. It's changing with the times. You know, I said, when you look at just our CIA, how did what, I mean, Biden is a failure. We know that. But how did we, how did our intelligence agencies not know what was going to happen in Afghanistan? How did that happen? How did we not know about 9-11? How have all of these things have continued to happen in the intelligence agencies for years? And we're behind the gun. We don't even see things as they're happening. I saw it at the State Department. As UN ambassador, we literally stopped listening to the State Department and did our own thing. Everything you saw me do with the UN, I did by talking to the president directly. And we made moves at the UN because if it were up to the State Department, we would have we would never have gotten out of the Iran deal. We never would have held North Korea to account. We never would have started calling out China and made sure they weren't infiltrating agencies. We never would have punished Russia for all that they were doing in terms of hacking and and cyber problems. None of that was happening. And so they sit back because they're either being paid by someone or they're friends with someone that's got foreign interests. That's the problem. Until we decide that this is about America and American lives and protecting it, we are completely compromised. Nikki Haley, former ambassador to the United Nations, also former South Carolina governor and author of the book, With All Due Respect, uh, she has an article in USA Today. Congratulations, U.S. athletes. She, what she is saying is you're entering an evil country that is going to monitor everything you do, think, and look at. Be really careful. Um, Nikki, it's great to talk to you as always. Thank you for your service, and uh, thanks for being very clear on China. Appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. I look forward to seeing you soon. You got it. Listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you have joined us today. Um, I want to. I want to talk to you about the the lockdowns that are happening there is no reason for these lockdowns anymore we know from johns hopkins university lockdowns have not been effective the lockdowns were uh were only what was it two tenths of one uh, percent effective um and you know maybe that number fluctuates a little bit because it was done over a you know april from what february to april or april to june something like that of uh, 2020 but that's when we were really in full lockdown everywhere. Two-tenths of 1%, according to Johns Hopkins University. They're still doing draconian lockdowns, and they just started one a couple of weeks ago in, in the uh, District of Columbia. Eric Flannery is one of the co-owners of what's called the Big Board, 
it's a uh, sports bar, and they've come out and said, we are not going to check people for their vaccine mandates and their vaccine uh, passports. Well, that got them closed down, and now they are fighting against it, and uh, it's going to get ugly uh, with these guys. And we wanted to talk to Eric. Hi, Eric. How are you? Um, I'm doing well, Glenn. Thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. My brother Mark is a really big fan of yours. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. So um, tell me what tell me what happened, because there's a lot of restaurants that aren't checking for vaccine passports and they're not getting nailed. So I think in D.C., the CBS local news did a report here. It's 75 percent noncompliance in the city based on their little on their report. Uh, so, so it is a lot of places. I'm just the only one that publicly said we're going to continue to welcome welcome everybody. Wow. So for telling the truth, you're a criminal. Uh, they most certainly have sent a, a lot of agencies down to the bar. Uh, the uh, alcohol administration, they've sent, been down to the bar nine times and removed our liquor license last Friday. And then when we complied with all of their requests, they sent the health department down and they removed our basic business license on Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. So you are completely shut down now? Uh, That is correct. We're not allowed to operate any business in in D.C. uh, simply for welcoming everybody in. Oh, my gosh. I am. I mean, this is this is not America anymore. I don't know what's gonna what it's gonna take to wake people up, but this is not America. This is craziness. Um, so, what is what's happening with court? Well, well, the the crazy thing is, Glenn, that was this was put in by mayoral order. We've had vaccines available in the United States since for over a year now, but somehow our city council couldn't find time to write a law where they wanted to implement something like this. Uh, as far as the courts, I'm working on getting a date with a hearing with the ABRA committee, which is the Alcohol Beverage Regulation Administration here in Washington, D.C., uh, where I will have a hearing against six people who are appointed by the mail. mayor. Excuse me. So uh, they just started this, what, two weeks ago? Uh, approximately two weeks ago. January 15th is when they started it. And I know Congress, um, they're at least the congressmen that I've talked to, they can't go out. If they haven't been vaccinated, they can't go out. They say it's total lockdown. And most people are just putting up with it, you know, and making excuses and, you know, saying, well, you know, uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm just going to go get an order from that restaurant. And they're not standing up against it. And, and Glenn, I'm, I'm not sure why. I, I talk with my neighbors. I, I do. And uh, most all of them have said, hey, you have to uh, you have just do it, Eric. Just do it. You have to do this. You can't fight. You can't win. And I, I just don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that in the United States of America, we should have laws dictated to us by a single person. We elect well, representatives. It's- they are supposed to represent us. So, you know, it's really interesting, though, is also the way that they are enforcing this, because dictatorships, they pass a lot of laws, so everyone is in violation of something, and then they choose how to enforce that. So they will always have something on somebody if they want to silence them. It's 
fascinating to me that 75% are not asking for vaccine passports, but you just called them out, and that's why you're being shut down. That, that's, that's evil. That's not America. That's evil. Uh, Glenn, I, I'm, uh, I'm shocked and amazed at how this process has worked and where, and where we have gone. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure why uh, I don't have a vote and why, why, that, why the city council couldn't find time to pass a law. They did find time to pass a law to mandate vaccinations for kids. So I'm guessing that they had enough time to, if they wanted us to enforce this, to pass a law for that as well. Eric, how can we help you? Uh, Glenn, I, I think this is going to be a long legal fight. I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm going to appeal to people's humanity and, and have an idea of, hey, this, is, this isn't right. You guys all know this isn't right. And hopefully the board will vote with me tomorrow. And that would be a, a great, great, great thing. But if that doesn't happen, I plan to pursue every legal matter that I can. And to that end, we have two different fundraising sites that we're using right now. Uh, one is a GoFundMe page for the big board DC. And the second one is give, send, go. Everyone is welcome. Uh, this isn't going to be cheap. Um, I don't have a lot of money. I lost $200,000 last year. Um, mm. Well, not last And I'm just trying yeah, to During the pandemic. During yeah. the pandemic, uh, yes. I know. It is, um, it's outrageous to me what they are doing to small business people and uh, as small business people, we have to stand together um, because, you know, there's a lot of people that will stand by and whisper, I'm with you, I'm with you. We'll stop whispering it then. Come out and say it. Uh, and the way we can help is by putting our money where our mouth is. Uh, so give me the, give me the, because I don't want to go to GoFundMe because, you know, God only knows what's going to happen if you get the money. Give me the second address of where you're, where you're collecting money it's give send go slash everyone is welcome give send send go uh dot com slash everyone is welcome thank you we'll continue to keep up with the story um and i i would ask and i will be and i would ask that others would pray for you uh what time is that meeting tomorrow i we haven't said it yet uh so i will i will be able to Get, get all of that information out as soon as I possibly can. I've right. got to so, review some more documents that the government is going to send me, Glenn. Okay. So that happens tomorrow, right? Tomorrow night? Uh, I, I think it's going to happen tomorrow. Um, okay. They, they, they will let me, uh, if we can agree on a mutually different date, if I wanted to push it back. I haven't had a time to review all of the documents that they've sent me. Okay. They just sent me the first part about five minutes before i talked with you okay so let let us know so we can follow when it happened and i want to talk to you after it happens all right uh, most certainly glenn thank you very much i really thank appreciate you. you having me on god your show. bless you bet thanks thank eric flannery co-owner of the big board so you know his co-owner is is not a uh not a a, a right-leaning person um is not somebody that I would necessarily agree with. I'm told. I don't know that for sure. I bet we agree on much more than than anyone thinks. Um, but uh, he's 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 not somebody who is just this crazy.
conservative is a guy who's just like, look, we, 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 what are you doing? You can't do this to us. And I, I think it is incredibly important that we all stand up and stand together. There's no reason, again, no reason for a shutdown of, of restaurants now in Washington, D.C. None. None. This is all about power. Na, 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 na.